Since everyone has a gender journey, Gender Journeys is a podcast for everyone. That being said, we occasionally touch on mature themes and use strong language, so listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Hey, friends. All right. So what are we talking about this week on the podcast? This week is a special holiday episode for, I know we have some listeners that are not in the U.S., but for our listeners who are in the U.S., it is Thanksgiving week, which is a fraught holiday if you have started any amount of unlearning colonialism. But yeah. <laughs> if you have any any anti-colonialist or anti-racism education at all. Literally anything. Like it's the it's the entry level. But I still define it as a holiday because a lot of people still get time off. So using our UK version of holiday, we're going on a vacation. Um, I know I have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, and Josie gets whatever days off she herself decides she wants to take off. So we're gonna take a like take a little vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not sure if we're going anywhere, but regardless, because it is at the very least that form of holiday, people have the day off in the U.S. So we want to do a holiday episode about giving of thanks. We'll probably talk a little bit about why Thanksgiving is a holiday that you should celebrate mindfully, mm-hmm. but also just some things that we're grateful for and practices that we do every day that are in the spirit of giving of thanks. So y'all can also take a moment to be grateful, give some thanks, even in the midst of this, <laughs> whatever it is that is happening outside. Yeah, especially right now where, at least in the United States, where people maybe are used to going home for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Um, to at least spend some time with family members, and that doesn't feel necessarily safe or possible right now. Right. Still ways to kind of... Yeah, celebrate the spirit. Yeah. I know something that I saw... Well, a little bit of context first. Josie and I live not too far from my parents, who in turn live by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are considering going, just the two of us, just to see my two parents not very far doesn't really count as travel it's not a multi-generational um grouping and it's small we've been quarantining for two weeks we've been quarantining for much longer than two weeks so have my parents but at the same time we have not decided that we're going to go because at the same time for all of those reasons that it should be safe to travel there's a million more reasons that like nobody should travel anywhere for thanksgiving even if it's next door that you should just be staying inside right now so we really haven't decided what's going to be best for us and best for my family. We're definitely not going to like what we'd usually be doing for Thanksgiving, which is going out to the East Coast to see Josie's family or going further south to see my extended family. Yeah, very unfortunately. Very unfortunately. So that's context for what we're doing. But something that I did see that made me, that warmed my heart and made me think of gratefulness 
and spreading cheer even in the midst of all this nonsense was there's an article on like single serving Thanksgiving desserts. So there were like these little like pecan pie cookies where they took all the pieces of pecan pie and made them into a cookie or these like little mini pumpkin pies with the idea that you could bake these and then drop them off at people's houses like the people that lived near you so you, you would have like no contact with that person but get to spread some cheer that's so actually isn't that beautiful so that's something i'm definitely thinking of doing in a way to make this more festive and spread some thanksgiving i mean spread some cheer in general but also just like Remind yourself of the people that you have around you that you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I'm thinking about doing. What, what's one thing you're thinking about doing, Josie? Well, I have been just sort of considering the the vibe of the <laughs> world right now and how it is a little bit... Scurry? Yeah, a little scary, a little bit dark, a little bit just not exactly what we all might have thought this kind of a, this time of the year would be. And so I've just been trying to be kind of mindful of the the people that I'm thankful for. I know that I am not very good as an individual at reaching out to people that I love and (laughs) chatting with them, talking to them, texting them, keeping in touch. So I, especially with the holidays coming up, want to be more mindful of that and make sure that I am reaching out and, you know, expressing to the people that I don't really get to see this year at this time that I do miss them and that I want them in my circle and that I have them in my thoughts. Yeah. And on that note, something that my mom did, because this is this is how my mom is, is she made like a schedule for Thanksgiving Day of like the Zoom things that we'll do. So one of my favorite things that was on there was we're going to do like a coffee and cooking time together because like if we were able to do, regardless of like I'm with my parents, mm-hmm. That's not going to be the standard. And if we were able to do the standard with my extended family, I mean, you know, we'd all be cooking from very early, not very early, I mean, you know, but from early in the morning, we'd all be like in the kitchen, hanging out, snacking, eating, cooking more things to snack and eat. And my mom like already scheduled a time for us to like Zoom and do that together. It's going to be across at least three households, maybe four or five. And we'll all just bring our computers in the kitchen and we'll all just have coffee and start our Thanksgiving Day cooking. That's so lovely. Like, yeah, so things like that. She also scheduled game time using like online games. You can play things like like a version of Pictionary that's called Scriblio. There, there's lots of different games you can find online. And so we're going to try doing that that's a little bit more technology um, intensive. I'm very blessed that my grandparents are very tech savvy. Yeah. That's not true for everybody. Right. And one nice thing about that, currently, if you didn't know this, Zoom is doing um, mm-hmm. unlimited calls on Thanksgiving Day. On Thanksgiving. And if you have any association with a school, if you use your school email to get your Zoom account, your basic account also has unlimited. So yeah, I don't know if it'll work, like if you still have your email address from wherever you went to college, like your .edu email address, but try making a Zoom account with that, and then you might always be able to get forever Zoom calls. Just a little... Just a little, just a little tidbit. Life pro tips. <laughs> life, life pro tips. Life pro tips for the uh, pandemic. Yeah, and then, so something that my family used to do, and like, I'm sure I'm not, I'm sure I'm not alone in this. But something that my family used to do that I really loved for Thanksgiving was, like, go around the table and say what we're thankful for. And this year, I was thinking that we could go around twice and say, like, one thing we're grateful for that happened recently 
And then one thing we're grateful for that happened in 2020, because while that may sound like a challenge and like there's so much to be upset about in 2020, there's so much to be heartbroken about in 2020, there are also things to be grateful for in the day to day. It's been almost a year you know there's there's good things that happened in 2022 and you just gotta at least take a chance to focus on those things and let yourself think in that light first it doesn't undercut i think that one thing that really impedes people from focusing on those positives is that like if you admit that good things have happened in 2020 as well somehow it undercuts the fact that 2020 has sucked just overall and it doesn't you can be like wow i've been for me personally, like I'm so grateful that I've been able to really practice slowing down and doing things that genuinely bring me joy instead of living in our very capitalist go, go, go productivity equals worth society. And that's something I've been very grateful for mm-hmm. in the pandemic and in lockdowns. Does that mean that I'm not livid that the pandemic is going the way it is? Does that mean I'm not it's so angry that I have to be inside all the time? No, like I can hold both those truths at one time. I can be both grateful for the opportunities that it's provided and also livid as I watch like our financial future go down the, the toilet, like just yeah. so many things. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's room. I mean, we don't, I think we've touched on this before on this podcast, but we don't really uh, prescribe to toxic positivity mm-hmm. in this, in this home that we yes. have here. Positive things and happiness and thankfulness do not undercut real hardship or tragedy that someone might be going through right but it can help put those things into context right and i think that so much of 2020 has been focused on the hardship because there's been so much of it so that's entirely valid but this upcoming thursday the day that so many of us have off whatever you want to call it this vacation that we have could be a time to focus on the small wins right you mentioned maybe talking about some kind of daily uh, practices that we do right now. Yeah, a daily practice of thankfulness or gratitude or appreciation that I was introduced to years and years and years ago in some good, good cognitive behavioral therapy was the practice of writing down three things that brought me joy every day. Mm-hmm. And that that is a tool that is meant to undercut the effects of like depression especially Mm -hmm. um because it forces you to see that there are good things in your life even if they're small and even if they feel inconsequential i remember for like a year one of mine was always i had coffee and that was like one of the joys i found in my day but like that's still a joy right um so i don't do that every day anymore but i try to re-implement it in different ways and one that josie and i are doing right now is before we go to sleep every night, we talk about, we both share three things that we appreciate about each other during the day. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that has been really powerful as we kind of come into this fall season and this winter time. Um, We're locked together in like a 600 square foot apartment. Yeah, and... I love this bitch sometimes, but also... (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I need to remind myself of why, you know? And I think that that's something, I mean, I remember back at the beginning of quarantine, there were all those memes about people, like, realizing that they weren't compatible with their partners because they actually had to spend time together. And, like, you know, honestly, that it was a lot of time to spend together. Yeah. And I feel very grateful for the individual that I got locked up with happened to be Elle. But also, 
we've been locked up together for a while and as the pandemic's gotten worse and the weather's gotten colder i mean like can't go sit in the field anymore it's cold yeah yeah and i mean like again like being able to hold two things at once right because like i'm so incredibly grateful that the household that i've spent this lockdown in is safe for me Mm -hmm. i'm so grateful that beyond being bodily and psychologically safe it is supportive and generally happy and sometimes you you got to do a daily gratitude to remember that yeah so yeah that's a daily practice we've implemented Mm -hmm. yeah and i know another one that you have mentioned to me quite a few times is at your workplace when you open up Mm -hmm. your meetings or at least your days i don't actually know how the jars thing works yeah it's everything we do them all the time um so at the beginning of every thing at the beginning of every meeting also at the beginning of every day, also at the end of every day, we do them a lot. We do (laughs) something called jars now, because there's a W now, which is joys, appreciations, ripples, and windows. Did I say those in the right order? I'm not sure. We never say them in the order that they are in the acronym. But joys are like things that bring you happiness. Appreciations are things that you appreciate in people around you. Windows are like a window into your feelings. So that's, we added those this year to allow, to like undercut some of the toxic positivity. So like you don't have to only share happy things during jars. Um, You can share like a reason that you're not doing great or like a stress that you're having or any other emotion that falls under windows. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like a window into how you're doing. And then ripples, which are kind of the hardest one to conceptualize, but it's like the idea that something somebody else did how it impacted you or how something you did has impacted other people, how like actions send ripples out. Mm -hmm. Mostly we do joys and appreciations though. Those are like the main ones that are shared. Although because the new group of people has never not done windows, we also get a ton of windows, which I think is fantastic. I think it's beautiful that people feel comfortable coming to work and first thing in the morning being like window. I am feeling so anxious today i just don't know how i'm gonna get through and i'm like beautiful thank you so much for sharing yeah but joys and appreciations are probably still the biggest ones and similarly just like thinking about vocalizing sharing and having positive feedback for taking a moment to just like consider the positives in your life and that looks one way for like josie and i like we've talked about several ways that we make that happen but like It can look a lot of different ways, but just finding a way that you can take a moment to yourself or for yourself with other people to really think about the good things that you have going on in your life, because they're there too, and it's okay to appreciate them. You don't have to be, you don't have to be caught up in all the bad things going on for the bad things to be bad. Yeah. There's, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, I just think that that's something that I get caught up in a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's really common. I mean, it comes it comes down to that sort of idea of, like, one person's suffering doesn't outweigh your suffering. Like, yeah. the, the magnitudes of um, strife don't outweigh any others. But that kind of can apply in just your own individual internal life in terms of just because you have nice days or because things do bring you real joy mm-hmm. or do bring you real comfort. That doesn't mean that you aren't also struggling. Struggling. It doesn't mean that you're not sad or that things bring you discomfort or that there are, like real actual problems in the world around you right now like right those things can and do exist side by side and something that i've heard from 
especially black mothers. So I'm not sure that this is not something that I could necessarily feel like I myself can own. But for communities that are oppressed, and like maybe we could own this in our in our gender expansiveness, but it is a thing that comes from black mothers, so I don't want to appropriate it. But in communities that are oppressed, like black mothers, there is a concept that being joyous itself is a revolution. Mm-hmm. Like by owning your happiness and by saying, no, I'm not going to focus entire all of my energy on the fact that I am being oppressed and that these horrible things are happening and I need to fight against them. I'm actually going to stop doing that and have a dance party with my young child and like enjoy this and have fun. Like that is a revolution. And to borrow and to adapt that ideology, like it can be a revolution for you if you have like, you know, a mental health disorder or if you are struggling in your gender identity, be like, instead of dealing with how afraid I am and how scarred I am because of those parts of my identities, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to remember the things that bring me joy. That can be a revolution. People don't want to see oppressed groups happy. That's kind of the idea, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. And like you said, not, not trying to appropriate it. We, almost all revolutionary tactics came from black women. So like hot take. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, If you want to read a black woman's take on this idea, a, a version of this idea, Pleasure Activism by Adrienne Marie Brown. It's a very sexualized take on this idea. So like, you know, FYI. Um, but it is all, it's gender inclusive, although directed at AFAB bodies. I strongly suggest it. It's again about how reclaiming your pleasure can be a revolution. Yeah. It's a slightly different take than reclaiming your happiness, but I still suggest it. <laughs> <laughs> but all of these things can really help us in... The year of our Lord 2020 when everything is... Bad. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some kind of big ideas in terms of making sure that we're keeping our loved ones, our, like, blood family and our chosen families close Mm -hmm. in our thoughts and in our thankfulness. Yeah, this is kind of like a wandering episode, but this... I just wanted to share some ideas on celebrating... I guess we never got back to why you shouldn't celebrate straight up and down Thanksgiving... Y'all, Google it. Google, just Google it. It's fine. I was going to say at the end Google the words, why is Thanksgiving bad? And I'm sure you'll figure it out. But like, I think that I wanted to provide, first off, I want to take a break a little bit from like our standard, like specific, super hyper gender specific. I think that right now is a stressful time. I wanted to speak more broadly to us as people because like all of us have things going on that are not just our genders. Hot take. Yeah. That's not all we are. (laughs) Hot take. And just share some ways that, like, I think about celebrating, quote-unquote, Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I think about celebrating these three days off that I'm given for reasons I don't agree with, but that doesn't mean I have to just, like, hate my three days off. I can still take my three days, and I can take, like, the bits and pieces of the completely made-up holiday that we've made, which is about giving thanks. So I can take pieces of that made-up holiday and be like, this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these are some of the ways that I'm conceptualizing that. And so I hope that y'all can also find a way to celebrate that works for you. Yeah. And part of that mindful celebration, especially if you Google why Thanksgiving bad and become horrified, would be to also consider donating to some cool indigenous organizations. There's a lot of cool programs. I'll probably put some links in the yeah. podcast description. Yeah, for sure. 
donate to them or if you don't have that financial resource right now because that's super valid mm-hmm. just educate yourself yeah honestly so okay homework for our listeners that's where <laughs> we are now i'm assigning homework <laughs> think of something you're grateful for step one step two google why is thanksgiving bad if you don't already know okay cool step three either donate to an indigenous run organization we will put some links in the description or go look up what indigenous nation owned the land that you live on before mm-hmm. colonization happened and yeah. learn three facts about that that group of people. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you don't have the financial means to donate, that's so understandable. Yeah. And that is not your fault and you should feel no shame for that. We're all struggling out here. But then you can look up the name of the the people that used to live on the land that you were currently occupying. And you know what? I know a lot of our listeners aren't in the U.S., but I'm pretty sure that lots of places are built on indigenous populations. The yeah. British Isles are as well, aren't they? Um, the British Isles is a little bit complicated because my briefest understanding of the British Isles is, you know, they're the Britons, the Saxons, the Romans, the Celts. Yeah, the British. The Nordic. Oh, the the British Isles have been kind of in. Okay, if you're Ireland. if you're in the if you're in the British Isles, y'all are special. How about this? Look up where the wealth that built your settlement came from, and then figure out where the indigenous people of that place were. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> you might have to do a little bit more research. Is there anywhere that was what that is in the Commonwealth or was once a part of the British Empire, or part of any empire? You've got. There's someone you can look up. Right, there's someone. I say this somewhat trivially, but for real, like, spend, set yourself a timer. Say, I have the time and the mental bandwidth to think about this for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Set a timer and see what you can learn during that period of time. Because also, education is power. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to just about wrap it up for us this week on Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I am joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Al. Bye, Al. Uh, And until next time, just keep thinking about it. Music for Gender Journeys, composed by Sonia Badash. If you want to stay up to date with Gender Journeys episodes or just want to say hi, you can follow us on Twitter at gender underscore journeys or on Tumblr at genderjourneys.tumblr.com. You can also find us online at josiewrites.com slash genderjourneys. We hope to hear from you soon.